0: What up guys, welcome back to Off The Record where we talk about whatever we want. Yeah. And today's segment is Ask The Expert and we have a pro MMA fighter. My coach Ron here today. Yay. What makes you a pro? What makes you a pro? Uh, I get paid to hit people. That's tight. Yeah. So my question <laughs> is this, I always hear this urban legend, right? Where they say like once you become like a pro fighter, like your body is uh, like a registered weapons. So if you beat someone's ass, like they can,
1: uh, Charge you with assault with a
0: deadly weapon? Is that true? Yes.
1: <laughs> that really yeah, yeah. You're a registered weapon. Um, you don't like get it registered. Like, there's not a license I can be Like, yo, check it out, weapons. <laughs> um, but if you uh, if you get in an altercation and you beat somebody up, you know, if you're if you have some sort of advanced belt or you're a professional fighter, um, they show that you have massive experience in hand-to-hand combat. So if I beat somebody up, even if they pick on me and I like knock all their teeth in, break their neck and their arms and stuff like that. I'm gonna get in trouble because I should have known better But what if I was a yellow belt and I just started and I'm not like a white belt anymore Yeah, because at a, at a high level you should have enough control um, where you don't destroy somebody and put them in massive, massive I'm a yellow belt though. That's just I'm starting.
2: I'm a purple belt at Junior Karate uh, uh, Which is Taekwondo in Fairfax, Virginia. So
0: I oh, you snap. could probably
2: beat my ass and be fine because like I, I am you know, I got some Some practice. Got some stuff. So, what what happens?
0: Do people like Google, or it's like once it gets to the court case, like the lawyer does the research and like. Finds out that you're a pro fighter. You've been training. Is that yeah,
1: how? yeah. So if I go, if I go in the street and I get in a fight with somebody, and I just I put him in the hospital, um, yeah. they're gonna do their due diligence. They're gonna find out my background, and then you'd be like, hey, this guy should have known better. Wow. He was overly trained, and he shouldn't have done this to this person. Now this person's the victim. You know what happened? So our karate teacher, um, he got in a bar fight,
3: and he um, beat up a cop. At, that was at the bar? He screwed. No, he no. he sued the city yes. and then he won money because the cop, after he got beat up, he pulled out his badge. He started the fight by the way, the cop was a, being a tough guy. So he got beat up by a karate teacher and then he pulled out his badge after he got beat up and then he booked him and did all the law stuff and called the other cops and he's like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you guys over. And then because he abused his power, even though he got beat up, um, he didn't get, like, my, my, yeah, my, my sensei didn't get in trouble. He sued the city because the cop abuses power. Yeah, That's such damn. bad luck for that cop, though. Damn. He got his ass beat and
2: sued. Well, no, I, but imagine, like, being in a barn and be like, I want to tell this guy he's a piece of shit. And you walk up to him, and then he's a karate instructor. Yeah,
1: he, he <laughs> like yeah. a little Asian yeah.
2: dude, too, right?
3: Yeah, he's, he's like five three, five four. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, that is sweet justice. I love it. When you train though, don't you go like, man, I can't wait till i beat the fuck out of someone on the street. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, um, I, I started training when I was seventeen, and especially at that age, right? Like, let's say when you're like nineteen or twenty, don't you go, I want to
1: beat the fuck. No, out of someone. it's a, it's, it's a weird thing. So before I turned seventeen, I've been in two street fights outside of fighting. Uh, yes, my whole life, even after I started training. So before I started training, I got in one street fight and that was with uh, my good friend in high school he was uh hooking up with my girlfriend at the time oh. so you
3: fight your own friend yeah so i was like mimi me, me
1: at king's pizza i'm like i'm gonna punch you in the face and, and sure enough, i walked up punched her in the face blah blah, blah whatever uh, you don't want to fight him later on when you know way more shit. no uh, well funny enough a few years later, uh, we went to a King, a King in the Cage event, which is like an MMA promotion, and I saw him, and I had that look. We locked eyes, I was like, are we going to battle? You're like, yeah. I'll see a King's Pizza, asshole. <laughs> yeah, you know, so we're gonna battle right now, and then we just kinda looked, he nodded, I nodded, and then like, we walked our own ways, I was like, oh. I'm like, okay, what awesome. happened? I was like, we have moved on with life. Um, he became a fighter too? I don't know, I just saw him at the event. Well, I'd oh. assume he has some sort of, he's in, he's in the field either as a okay. fan or as a training or both. Well if he was eating a corn dog,
3: I don't think he's one of the fighters. <laughs> corn dogs are delicious. They are. They <laughs> fighters don't <laughs>
2: eat them. Fighters audience. don't eat them though. You're right.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least not before a fight I don't think. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it happens. And then the only other time I got in a street fight was uh, was in the, around the corner from my, my gym team, Oyama. It was uh, after a Christmas party. Wow. Um, I guess we should share that now, it's a good time. Um, so we're having this Christmas party, everybody's having a good time, we walk around the corner and uh, we're driving to go home and this poor little dude's being mounted by this big giant dude and just freaking slapping him. I'm like, hey, what's going on? It's like, babe, I was with my girlfriend. What was the their relationship? Why was he just beating his uh, I have no idea, they weren't from the gym.
3: So they were just in the parking lot of the
1: gym? Um, right around the corner, because we're in a, a, tur- a roundabout and they're right over there. So as we pull out, I'm like, babe, stop the car. And I, start getting, I was like, hey, leave him alone. Um, and then he's like, get off, get off. And um, he started like saying some like pretty offensive things, um, like you chink," da-da-da, stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, 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 man. I'm like, you're gonna say the wrong person one day, they're gonna beat you up, man. <laughs> one day, could be <laughs> right now. And today's not that day, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so he gets up, he like gets right up in my face, I'm like, ha! <laughs> You're like, yes, this is what I've been training for my whole life. Yeah, I'm like, oh man. And re- regardless of how much training you have, you still get adrenaline with confrontation, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Even, even like even in the street, you know, someone pulls you off and road rage comes out, you still get that, like, do do, do do, do do. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, stuff might happen. <laughs> but he starts getting my face. You better get out of here, you freaking jerky gook. I'm going to snap the crap out of you. I'm censoring my language a little bit. Not because, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to do it in here, but. You can say whatever you want. Uh, yeah. but also I don't really curse. Okay, yeah, that's true. I he also self-censor Yeah, <laughs> randomly. Um, So I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, are you okay, buddy? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's fine, man. He's he's my friend. I'm like, he's not that great of a friend if he's treating you like that. Um, and he's like, get out of here now or I'm gonna slap the crap out of you. I'm like, I just came to make sure your friend is okay. You're not yeah. a nice person. And he's like, get out of here now. He goes, oh. Bah! He spits right in my face. I'm oh, like, no. oh, and then like, usually I don't get angry, but something with spit touching my face gets me it's really angry. It's assault, That's assault, dude. Yeah, so then I punch him, he goes, <laughs> and then he tackles me, and then so I sprawl, and I, hit, I uppercut him a few more times, yeah. and then he falls to the ground, and then he gets up, and then his face is just dripping blood out of his nose and his mouth, and he's like, oh. he gets right back in my face, he's like, you. <laughs> Better get the F out of here, I'm gonna call the police. I'm like, what? You attack, he attacked you and he's gonna call the police on you? He army? spit in my face, man. And then his friend comes up, and is like, hey, please just leave us alone. And now I start feeling like like the bully. And I'm like- Were they I- role playing, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, it was like bad cop. Do you have
0: a hard on? And I'm yeah. like, I'm like-
1: <laughs> Leave like, us alone when my friend beats me up. Yeah, I was like, all right, no, just, just give me my sandals and I'm out of here, man. And then so the guy runs, gives and goes like, let's go. And then my girlfriend in the back and like, I've never heard her talk like this before. She's like, yeah, that's right, motherfucker. You want a mess? And I'm like, April? I'm like, she's like, why? not? I'm like, the heck did you turn ghetto? I'm like, OK. That's like standing
2: next to a tank and being like,
1: yeah, you better fucking run. Yeah, I'm like get your head back in the car, you know? And then so we drive off. And she's like, guess what? She's like, what? and then she plays this thing on an iPad, she got some of it on video. I'm like, no! I'm like, you're recording? I'm like, well, you don't like that? That's sick though. That's like a fucking fight reel. Yeah, yeah. And then,
0: But he has, uh... also has an actual fight reel, too. Oh, that's true, good <laughs> Way time. better.
1: Good but, um, but yeah, so that was my my fight thing. And so if that, I mean, honestly if that, I didn't really hurt him that bad, but I, I stopped. If I would have kept going and then like he would have been in the hospital, he could have easily sued me and he would have won, for mm-hmm. sure because I didn't show restraint, but because I'm training, I just did just enough to him for him to stop spitting in my face. Um, but did your wife also record all
0: the friendly talk? Because you sounded really polite and friendly. Yeah. Yeah, no, you
2: sound like, like you're in a commercial a little
0: bit. <laughs> like, I don't think you have a very good friend. I'm, I'm, I, I talk
3: very tacky, it's weird. Well. Um, that is how he talks though. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I know. This is why it's funny because when people picture like pro fighters or whatever, they think these like crazy Like fucking face tattoos and shit. Yeah, but most of the pro fighters that I know are some of the most friendliest, chillest dudes, you know, and the stereotype just does, does not match. Yeah. You have guys like Ron who are very like just friendly and happy. And then you see him in the ring and they're um just you an know, animal. Yeah, and then I'm I'm always wondering, right, like um, how do you tap into that? Because you don't fit the stereotype of violence and aggression. Aggression, and when people think fighting, they think violence and aggression, right? Like, for example, like to be a—it's not a natural human instinct to want to hurt somebody. Like that's a learned thing. You're not most people. I think you have to teach them how to hit someone, and then, uh, but like a like your sport is to hurt that's the, that's the thing that you do. So how do you like learn that or like tap into that?
1: It's a, it's a weird experience. You know, some people like uh, jump off of like uh, skyscrapers out of airplanes, people swim with sharks. Um, fighting, I feel like is one of those experiences where you get like a feeling that just can't be matched um, doing anything else. And so I'm not really violent, but I also hit stuff all day long. So it's kind of like, I'm not a violent person, I feel like, uh, but I do violent, Things, but only in the gym. It's it's
0: controlled. How did you even get into it? If you're like, like always chill and like just like a
1: passive guy, how did you get into I'm, like wanting to I'm be a, a professional violencer? I'm a. <laughs> I'm I'm an impulse person, and so if I like something, I go in and I go all in. Like I can't stop thinking about it until I do it in its full capacity. But you're controlled. To, you're impulsive,
3: but you have self-control. Like you know, like you're not. Um, so like. Like you, you, you act upon what you feel, but you also don't let it go outside of the ring. Well, I mean, you just told a story where you beat the fuck out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> I was self-defending. I was self-defending. I don't know the gym premises, kinda. But you're not like my other buddy who who um who's constantly fighting on the streets. Like, it's different, you know what I mean? Like you do have that self control where you're not constantly looking for fighting.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't look for fighting. It's just, it's a fun thing to know that I'm able to put all this time and all this effort into somebody, into something, and then someone else is doing the same exact thing and we get to be locked into a small arena and then we see who can hit each other the best. Yeah. Um, there's a very unique feeling to be able to hit somebody is hardest. And this is something that I discovered that I just didn't know I loved until it happened. And just, so, I'm like, I'm all, I'm all visualizing, like, boom. It's, and you're like, I'm like, you need therapy. It's, it's weird. You know, I have no issues. I have, I've, had, I've had a great like childhood, like nothing wrong has Cause happened. Cause you sound like my friend David, when he's
0: talking about food, when you're talking about, but <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. you're, talk, you're, you're like, you know, when you just like, we just punch someone in the face. It's just like Ooh. It's, Ooh.
1: it's it's a <laughs> weird he's
0: a martial artist, you know?
3: Like he's that it's
1: art. It's yeah. a passion for him. Yeah, I, I love the art and the aspect of like, you know, the ability to like transition from punching to an arm bar and watching their arm bend the wrong way. <laughs> 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 There's an art to it. There is. There is. Because I
3: think that I'm only speaking on behalf of people who think all forms of this or, 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 or aggression or violence or, or fighting is all tapping into the same place. But I know that there's sportsmanship, there's the, there's the artistry behind it, and there is the art of war- like being a warrior, right? Versus someone who's constantly in pain and angry and they're just trying to fight everybody in the world. There's a difference between it's the two. Yeah. But I think people who don't understand that, they see it all as one thing they just think violence is violence any hurt fighting hitting someone is the same thing no matter what it is but then there is a difference like there is a sportsmanship side to it or like even art to it but then there's also like people who are just angry and need to fight all the time yeah
1: and and there's a there's there are those type of fighters too um in the in the sport as well where they'll fight on emotion on that anger um, but you know in my experience as far as just being an athlete you look at any top-end athlete in the world They they don't use anger, you know at least at the high-end They there's cool calm collected until they need to strike whatever it is golf basketball baseball Whatever, yeah. you know and the guys that are using anger. They're very fun to watch whatever sport you're in uh, but generally it's it, They don't get to the very very top
3: is it because like their mind isn't clear and it's like it's like, you know, when you watch a movie, right? And then one of the games is to make your opponent angry so they don't think clearly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause yeah. the judgment. You know, I think natural ability, you know, speed, power, um, all that stuff can only take you so far. Um, to get to the very, very top. Like this is the thing that's going to separate um, everybody from everything else. And, and it's that mental strength, that mental power. And so you look at any champion in any sport, like that's what separates them. Yes, they're fast, yes, they're strong, um, but th- there's something in here that makes them different from everybody else. Whether it's work ethic, strategy, you know, efficiency of their movements, or thinking or whatever.
0: Has there ever been a point where like, you're training, because you, how long have you been uh, fighting for?
1: Uh, about 17 years now. 17?
0: <laughs> Has it ever come to a point like, in the middle where you're like, oh, I'm gonna quit or
1: I don't wanna do this shit anymore? Have you ever like, faced? Multiple times, yeah, multiple times. Um, especially after I got married and especially after I got a kid. Um, It gets more and more difficult. I mean, I've essentially dedicated my whole life to fighting, and uh, the end goal was to get to the UFC and become a world champion, and here I am 17 years years later, not there yet. And so it's Mm -hmm. tough to tell your family or your wife to be like, hey, um, sorry, I can't make it home tonight. I can't make it home to dinner. I haven't been home, well, until COVID hit, um, I didn't make dinner for the whole time I was with my wife, so that's like, what, four or five years. Yeah. I never made a home for dinner. You're just training the whole time? I've been time. training, yeah. Our training goes until like 9 p.m. at night. Wow, you know, we start man. at 11 a.m. in the morning. But like, how come you don't even have call cauliflower ear then? You know, uh, <laughs> <I'm weird. Yeah. laughs> I, I purposely try to keep my ears away um, from people. You did good. Thank you. Yeah, because our
3: buddy Nick is like, his name is Nick the ear. ear yeah, yeah, he has an ear. Has I mean, his
1: ear coffee. should have its own name. I know. <laughs> it is It is an ear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, just, I a ton of my friends have cauliflower ear. I didn't want it, and I didn't want to get surgery to fix it. Um, so instead of driving with my ear, I drove with my temple. So when you adjustment. say
2: driving with my ear instead of that, uh, what, what's that for people who don't know, including myself?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So for like grappling, generally you do like head pressure. So like you try to like push somebody here, but a lot of times you'll push with your ear to try to like take them down or throw them down or something. But uh, I made a small adjustment by utilizing my temple. Um, so How come you don't have cauliflower temple then? Yeah, what's up with your temples? They're, I mean, they're really nice. I have cauliflower. It's probably a thick skull now. <laughs> <laughs> That's to as a thick skull. Um, but that little adjustment has helped me a lot to kind of just keep myself aesthetically pleasing.
0: Do people wear headgear too in MMA? Because I know so I wrestled in high school and there's a lot of dudes that have cauliflower ear because they wrestle. But then I like also didn't wear cauliflower ear so I always wore my headgear all the time. Whereas a lot of people that don't, they get cauliflower ear. Is that normal in MMA to wear headgear? Yeah, head
1: gear? it varies from gym oh. to gym. Um, some gyms wear headgear, some gyms don't. Um, our gym is really big on headgear, and so everybody wears it. And um, in case in point, I was training with uh, one of my teammates, Chia Vera, um, like uh, a few months ago. And the one time I took my headgear off, he threw a hook right in my ear hole and popped my eardrum. Oh, he was like, oh, Pow! fuck! And then, sure enough, um, I, heard, I heard a weird ringing noise. And then once I, uh, you know, we, we were over, I was like. I plugged my, to test if your ears would pop, you can plug your nose and then blow into your nose and air was coming out of my ears. Oh, I was shit. like, dang it. Were you able to hear? Oh uh, yeah, I could hear, but there was like a light ringing all the time. Um, and that, that kind of sucks. It doesn't seem like much, but if it's yeah. like nonstop 24 seven, I'm just like. You don't go like, man, I love my job. Not at that point. I mean, there's a, <laughs> at that point I'm like, dang, this sucks. Or it wasn't even, I wasn't thinking about a job. I was like. I should have worn headgear, and then my coach looked at me. was like, "Yeah, you should have worn headgear." I was like, "I was thinking that." I'm like, "And you said it." I was like, "I was was I thinking out loud?" I'm like, "What the heck?" What's the
2: um like the next step to get to the UFC? Like, what's the entry level? Like for wrestling, they have like that place you go to, and like everyone goes in auditions basically. Like, what's what's that like?
1: Yeah, so I mean, there's uh, it's almost like baseball. There's minor leagues and major leagues, and so um, minor leagues are kind of like smaller regional promotions, and then uh, you'll fight there. Stereotypically the recipe is you need three to five solid wins and by solid they like they, you want to be good on camera It can't be like decisions. You can't just win f- three to five good wins. You need to be like entertaining um,
2: But how come they keep on having shitty fights then dude? I watch so many fights where guys are just hugging on the ground
1: the whole time? Um, a lot of times they'll do that and then for whatever reason because um, uh, I train with a ton of UFC fighters um, that UFC stage is different. You get on that stage, and a lot of people choke, or a lot of people are worried. Like, mm. okay, I'm here now. I can't be as reckless. Um, I can't okay. be as wild. So their game, need more the game plan changes. Uh, a lot of times, yeah, and a lot of times too. Just some people have. A lot of good luck, and they just get in, or maybe they're from a region that they're trying to build more of an audience. Oh yeah. And so, like, let's say you're from I don't know Timbuktu. I don't even know it's a real place. Um, it's not. It's not a real place. It's not. Okay. <laughs> There's no such thing as Timbuktu. Dang it. <laughs> but let's say UFC wants to build up uh, more of an audience from that region, right? And so they'll they'll pick the local fighters from that region, um, even if they don't have that great of a record, just I to see. get more get those get eyeballs. Because yeah. the local eyeballs will watch. Yep, yep. I mean, just like you see a lot more Asian fighters um, being in the UFC now, right? They're trying to build that Asian audience in, in China. The China yeah. market? Yeah, you know, and then you also see um, them putting a lot of time in Latin American fighters because mm-hmm. they're trying to build South America. So I will assume or anticipate that you'll see a lot more shows in China and South America when um, when this COVID thing is over. They built a UFC PI over there. Oh yeah, they already built that China, that crazy one. Yeah, yeah so they're already making those moves uh, because it's a huge market. I mean, China has a ton of people and uh, now they have a world champion, you know, um, from China. So. Damn. Do you ever think
0: at your age, do you think it's too late to still make one last run, you think? or so oh, I remember yeah. you telling me like, um, you're saying like, you know, with your record, because you do have good experience, but if you were 20 or 25, from the UFC's point of view, they're like, okay, I'll take a chance on this guy because I can get at least like three fights out of him, right? Or five fights, but then at your age with your record, that's where it's like, well, how many more years can I get out of this mm-hmm. guy? Is it even worth us putting him like, into the organization?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, so, I'm 35 and most of these kids are in their early 20s now. And you look at all the world champions, all of them generally become champion at the early 30s. Um, a lot of them, or you know, are younger, they're like crazy talented, extra, extra talented. Um, but at 35, generally, you're at the tail end of your MMA career, you know? And so for me, my only chance of getting in the UFC is if I'm ready and they need somebody like within a few days Oh, like someone like like super last match their ankle or something they need yeah. like a sub yeah and and nobody else is available and then i'm that guy that will is, come in and do and it and if
2: you're in let's say you you get in for that
1: match right is that a televised match guaranteed or like yeah i mean televised in some degree in some degree whether it's a prelims or whatever because they'll have pay-per-view and then they'll have like a espn plus right. and then they'll have like a USC tv um and all that stuff and so that for me at my current point in my career um that's my only shot, my best shot at getting in. Otherwise I'll be fighting regionally. Now if I want to fight in other countries like uh, for like Risen and uh, One FC and stuff like that, I the have other a much, organizations. Yeah, other organizations that are also big uh, around the world, I have a much better shot at getting in. They're a little more lenient. Um, as far as uh, getting fighters in. At, Why don't you at fight in those 30. ones? Is UFC like the kind of like- the- It was the it was the unicorn, you know? Like uh, I focused on Soul Life. I want it, you know, at, at this stage in my career, uh, I, I still want to aim for the UFC, but if the other promotions want to give me a shot, I'm happy to. But even one, you know, when I when I was in um, talks with them, they want me to get two or three solid wins in because I've, my this la- these last two years have been really, really inconsistent for me. I've knocked somebody out, I'd lose. I've knock somebody, somebody out, I'd lose. I've knocked somebody out, I'd lose. I'm like, I need to just knock people out and not lose.
2: What's getting knocked out, like?
1: Um, like I stop them. Uh, either they go unconscious or. Uh, oh,
2: for you. Like, have you been knocked
0: out? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I, I almost threw up. I saw that one. <laughs> yeah. So like, when, we, when you see a fight on TV, right, and you see someone get knocked out, it's like it's you're kind of removed from it, and you're like, oh shit. I'm almost, cheering. I got uh, chips are flying everywhere. Yeah, and it's almost like an insane like, like slam dunk that you just watched. Yeah. But when you're personally connected to someone, it yeah. felt so crazy to see, like my coach too, like body gold limp and hit the ground, and
1: I almost wanted to just
0: throw up immediately. It was crazy. So now, my bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my whole career, um, I've, I'm I'm known as a power hitter, but my whole career, I've. I've never been knocked out and for whatever reason, just through bad luck now, whatever, it's my fault. But We uh, came at the wrong time. Yeah, that was my first yeah, when they came to watching was my first knockout. <laughs> and then I thought it was a fluke, you know? And so I was like, Oh man, like I can't believe that happened. It was uh, it was a fluke. That shouldn't have happened, you know, and so I fought again like a few months later and I got knocked out again, but this time I actually got a concussion. Um, and concussions suck, like don't downplay it. Like I never really experienced it firsthand, but having a concussion sucks really, really bad. You're just hazy and like not all there for like an undetermined amount of time because there's no protocol on when the recovery is going to be. It's just whenever you recover. So I was just wow. daisy and hazy. I felt like I was high, but I didn't want to be high um, for I think wow. like good six months. I just wasn't oh, all there. Shit. Yeah, it lasted a long time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. I was like, man, like. And then that finally, finally I learned my lesson the hard way. I was like, okay, it wasn't a fluke. It happened twice in a row. and the s- same way? Same exact way, same exact punch, same exact scenario. Oh, wow. I was like, I need to change my ways. And finally, from then on, like my, my game kind of switched over. I was like, oh, snap. Um, instead of hitting with 1000% power, now I hit with 40% power. Um, and of course, now that I'm 35, at the tail end of my career, I finally was able to realize that and make that change. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's still work that can be done.
2: Do you think that when Bart saw you get knocked out, he should have walked up to the other guy and asked him to be his,
0: your teacher? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would have been
0: hilarious. You, did it like a, you are now my master. <laughs> I was like... The, the, the funny thing is though, like the whole... It was, it was two rounds or one round?
1: It was one
3: round, it was the whole one round. round, He
0: was beating the fuck out of the other guy. And
3: it just came around
0: and boom. I remember you guys telling me about this. Yeah, I think he was just getting comfortable so his hands started dropping and the other guy was like almost just like this and just Whoa. out of no and it and it's not perfect. Perfect on the button. Cause we, we were all cheering cause we thought like you were just beating the fuck yeah, out of you. And I guy. heard to the,
1: and I got excited. Like the arena is getting louder and louder and louder. Cause I was just like, ah, ah, ah. and then um, there was a break in action. And then even my head, I was being so dumb. I was like, all right, Ron, let's finish this. And of course I'm like, <laughs> oh. and I walked right into <laughs> it. I was like, and then I woke up, I was like, dang it. I just got knocked out, didn't I? And the ref's like, yeah, are you okay? I'm like, as good as I'm gonna be. I'm like, and then I put my head on his shoulders, like, "Take like, it, this sucks. <laughs> hold <laughs> me, hold yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, i uh, Herb Dean, this sucks.
2: <laughs> I've always wanted to ask a fighter this. So you, you're, is it, are you ever like, that was bullshit. Why did you call it so early? I was totally fine or anything like that. <laughs> you
1: are like on the ground. <laughs> I, I could have got up, dude. Like, Why'd like, watch yourself the fight. You didn't even see my thumb was up. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my, 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 my pro debut. And so uh, as an amateur, I, I got, I, I was four and O, four fights in a row, uh, three knockouts, and then I won a local title called the IFS uh, lightweight title. Congrats. And thank you, it was cool. Um, and then, uh, what well, was effed up though, when I won the belt, the belt was dope, but the person that lost got this trophy that was like seven feet tall, and the trophy was way cooler than this belt. And I was like... Oh,
2: you should God. get the pick.
1: Yeah, I was like, can I have the trophy? I'm like, fudge, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, okay. Cool. I'll fight you for it. Yeah, I'll fight you for it. <laughs> And so I made my pro debut, and then of course, you know, I was I was doing the same scenario. I was like beating this guy up, and then I walked in. I was like, all right, let's do this. I walk in. All of a sudden, I walk right into another hand. So you see this recurring issue with me. Um, I get dropped, and then, uh, but I'm fine. I'm like I'm fighting, and all of a sudden, the doctor runs in, and you could tell he wasn't a rep because he was decked out in Ed Hardy at the time. Uh, What the fuck? What kind of doctor damn. is this? Yeah, it, it, it was man. weird. It was a weird situation. He came in and stopped the fight. But what's weird about that is doctors aren't allowed to step into the cage to stop the fight. The referees mm. are the ones that stop the fight. And so the referee was like, "Dude, what are you doing in the cage?" He literally unlocked the cage, walked in, and just started waving off the fight. Was he one of the official doctors or some? He was the cage side doctor. Okay. Yeah, he was the He's a veterinarian. Do- <laughs> he was a vet. <laughs> He stopped the fight. He's- he came in and stopped the fight. You know, um, and so it was really weird. We um, we even contested the decision to make a no decision. I'm like, dude, why would the doctor go in and stop the fight? I'm like, I wasn't even unconscious. I was still defending. Um, and then, um, and so we never actually showed up because it wasn't it wasn't worthwhile. But funny enough, of course not confirmed, but we made some assumptions um, that the doctor was friends with my mm-hmm. opponent at the time. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and so we, funny enough, though we we made enough of a splash that the doctor was no longer allowed to to work fights anymore. Wow. Um, so at least it won't happen. It, it doesn't it hasn't happened to anybody else since then. But that was a that was a tough break. Oh, I've never seen my coach mad before, and he was He's scary uh, when he's mad. And he came in. He I don't know where he found a chair, but a, a chair appeared out of nowhere in the cage, and he freaking threw the chair. And I was like. How come I
2: can't see this kind of UFC shit?
1: I always see guys on the floor just hugging. <laughs> oh yeah, it was pissed. Well, you know what? The, the fight was online and it got pulled. Oh really? It got pulled oh, after we, we, we tried contesting the, uh, the decision. Wow. And so the, the, the video got pulled. I was like... <sighs> I'm like, alright. They're just trying to cover up the bullshit. Yeah, I was like, we're not gonna win this one. I'm like, let's just move on and not lose anymore. I'm like, okay. But yeah, and so that was one of the times where it was like really questionable. Um, the fighter did nothing wrong. He did everything great yeah, on sure. his part. He dropped me, you know, I was on defense mode, uh, but some funky stuff was definitely happening that day.